What was that pop? Did you just deep throat my bottle? Dude, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh, wow. That is, uh... I had drink in there. Okay, I'll, go, I'll go wash it. Do you want to... Okay. I don't trust you. Oh, we're brothers, though. It's fine. You can drink from the bottle still. No. How <laughs> many fucking deep-throats it, dude? <laughs> I don't want that shit. I just washed it up for you, dude. Oh. <sighs> I took another trip up to see my girlfriend, um, and it. People are just dumbass drivers. I just want to say. Oh yeah, amen. Taking the eight and a half hour trip, I almost died like three times just in Cincinnati, dude. Because oh, shout because out to the people are no no fuck Cincinnati. <laughs> if you live in Cincinnati, you're probably a horrible driver. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I you know what. I'm going to make a stab at literally everybody in Cincinnati because y'all are horrible, shitty drivers. Listen, I've been through Atlanta, and, you know, Don't tell Atlanta's me stressful, but since— What? Don't tell me Cincinnati is worse than Atlanta. It's not, but Cincinnati oh. is just so fucking stressful. Like, the people there do not care. They will try to merge onto you. Like, they're, 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 they will do anything and everything to get five lanes over within the span of two seconds— and you just have to kind of slow your ass down while everybody else does what the fuck they're going to do. Oh, my God. And, like, there was this one time where we were out of – we were in and out of traffic, and it was, like, an hour of traffic. And it was, like <laughs> – like, <coughs> Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to hold it in. That's what she said. Um, but there was, like, a whole, like, hour of traffic. And, and – um, like it was stop and go and eventually we started moving and the people started going way too fast obviously we're going to stop again and they weren't paying attention and so i was going with the the flow of traffic absent-mindedly and i see in front of me my, the car in front of me start to slam on their brakes and i see another car go out like to the side cuz i'm in the far i'm in the far left-hand lane of traffic so this person goes out into the median and i'm like i'm going to have to slam on my brakes so i slam on my brakes and i'm like nope and the car in front of me is a tesla so, I, of course, I'm not going to fucking hit a Tesla. So yeah, I, I swerve out in the medium, too. And the car that was behind me would have gone into the back of me. And the car behind them swerved out. So three cars Ooh. went into the medium to avoid a wreck. Ooh. Nobody honked their horns. It was just like a casual thing that we almost all just accordion got smashed together. Holy shit, dude. Ooh. And, yeah. so, But it was That's a fun wild. time. Visiting her, was it was great. She's, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just like okay. she's like cool like that. She's the 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 term is she's chill like that. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay, dude. Speaking of chill, you have a girlfriend? Nope. Mm. Today at work, not chill then. This lady brought in something, and I she brought her own dry ice for me to pack up huh. a medication to ship out. That's nice. not gonna last. Yeah. Well. Oh, really? <laughs> Damn. Ooh, if it's, like, priority, it just goes <gasps> out in one day. But my thumb, as I was packing it up, accidentally touched for 0.1 second, mm, yeah. touched the dry ice, and the tip of my thumb Went stayed blue. cold for, like, a minute. And that scared the shit out of me, dude. I was like, 
Like I was like, wow, why is my oh. finger so cold right now? And it won't, it like won't heat up. It's not heating up. It's staying cold. You like put it in your mouth. I'm assuming to try to warm it up. I like, just no, I just held it. But like, I mean, it didn't hurt or anything. I just noticed. I was like, wow. Usually my thumb would warm up at this at this point, but it's still cold. You should, like oh stuck your thumb God. in the microwave or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yes. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to Three Brothers One Brain Cell, episode forty-three. Yeah. Everyone, give a round of applause for that. Round of applause, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Stop, please. We, being three biological brothers, come to the table with three topics, one for each brother, each individual, and we discuss it. I am Stephen. I'm Justice. And I am Judah. To start everything off, we roll a die 20. Whoever rolls the highest goes first, and down the ladder it goes. So, Four. Judah's going to start. I'm Justice. I'm Judah. <laughs> and I'm Stephen. I oh, rolled. that's a two. A, ch- a 20, dude. Dude, that was a no. fucking two. And it I was a 20. It. I saw Yo, it. that's an awfully suspicious looking 20. It's no, an awfully I don't hot wanna... coffee pot. I don't want to go last. 11. Hey, I have the highest chance of uh, rolling the highest. Do you? <laughs> Dude, I rolled an eight. I thought you were gonna roll, roll one, eight. honestly. Yeah, <laughs> you thought, didn't you? Well, yeah. that's cool, guys. That means I get to go first. I love it when I again. get to go first. Again, yay! Did I go first last time? Yeah. No, I did. Go no, first no, no. Sorry, it was Judah. Last time. I'm sorry. I like to go. I like it when I go first because then I don't have to worry about my topic for the rest of the episode. Yeah, and I just get it out of the way. Why would you have to worry about it? Because I do, and I always okay. Um, So yeah, well, I you guys probably expected it, Mm -hmm. but if you didn't, I'm gonna tell you anyways because it's my favorite. You know what week it is, guys? (gasps) Prostitution week. It's whore week! Yay! No, yes! It's wiki week, everybody. Your favorite segment of any podcast show ever... Is it? ...is mine. Hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> as I do uh, on the weeks of wiki, I was per- perusing WikiHow, the website, for something interesting, you know? Hmm. Something a little different this time around. And I was like, what else... <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's what? <laughs> what? What's more than is ever than to have before mm-hmm. than same this as, one? Same bit as last week, dude. Wait, is it actually? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, you made that at the end of the podcast last week. I did? No, for the ad break. Oh yeah. Oh, well, that whole that whole one was cut. Actually, oh. I only kept one of them. Oh, okay. Oh, Sweet. you only kept mine. Yeah, because I feel I felt like we only needed one. Oh. We didn't need two. That's too much. Yeah. Too much music in the thing. Yeah. So we only had the one. Anyways, nobody knows that because I cut it out. So yeah. Well, no, just, so this is some lore. Yeah, just a little bit of lore <laughs> for you guys. Uh, this one, okay. I'm just gonna read the fucking title already. Okay, yeah. How to stop competing with your sister-in-law? Okay. And uh, you could probably see why this one. I was like, hmm, dude. Let's see okay. what's going on there. Justice and I compete with our sister-in-law all the time. My wife. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what Ava is? Uh, so that sister she is our mm-hmm. sister-in-law. Okay. Justice. I didn't know. What that what is, but all right. Well, okay. She certainly so, wasn't yeah, your wife-in-law. I 
<laughs> you know, I, I wasn't thinking that. I know. I was, I, I was just making it weird as possible. Certainly, <laughs> she certainly isn't your wife in law. All right. Uh, all right. Just keep trucking along. So, this one is, I guess, mainly for like you and I because yeah. you don't really have a sister in law. Referring to. I absolutely do because she has sisters. Yeah. <laughs> So this is for all of us here. This is here. for all of us. Uh, we're going to learn the quality tips and tricks of <laughs> how to stop competing with your sister-in-law, yeah. uh, which is something I do all the fucking time, dude. I mean, like, I can't yeah. tell you how often I'm just sitting there thinking about ways to compete with yeah. your wife. Uh, but we're going <laughs> to fix that today. Mm. Uh, competition between <laughs> sister-in-laws can be common in some families, which can drive a wedge between not only the women, but the entire family. Whether it's your husband's sister or your brother's wife, giving <laughs> this competitive behavior in the bud will, will helpful. <laughs> wow. I think this is referring to female e female like two, oh, yeah? two women. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah? Look the... at the first picture, dude. Whoa! Look at the first picture. Whoa! It's it's a woman telling off a man, and he has his hands raised up. I got it down. I'm gonna have to send you this image, dude. Yes. For the for reference. Dang. Well, maybe there's a better one. I don't know. Anyways, moving on to steps. Just says steps. So All right. It's not like no, we we're just getting into the meat just, of it. Yeah, we're just jumping right in. Uh, with step number one, don't enter the competition. Wow, WikiHow article. What does that mean, Justice? Well, let's look a little bit further. Mm. Does it really matter that she's thinner or has more money? (laughs) Who is keeping score? You? Yes. In the end, the person who seems to want to compete is actually the individual with the low self-esteem. Whoa. The reason she is competing with you is to help her feel better about herself. If you diffuse the competition and avoid even getting into the ring with her, you can free yourself from the arduous task of trying to outdo each other. Dude, you look like wow. you're about to cry right now. Are you okay? It's allergies, and it's actually, like, really uh, rough right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to touch my eyes, but they itch like there's insects in my eyes. Are you sure it's hey. allergies? All right, we're back on. Let her take the floor. She's obviously needs the strokes. So instead of trying, don't. I realize I said the word stroke. Okay. It's been such hey, a long you, day. You know what? We really need to, Judah. We do this every time with Justice's wiki hell. We need yes. to. We it's need to let him. Ha- we need to let him have the fucking floor with this subject. We need to shut up right now. Don't make it about penises. Instead. But- Make it about... Here we go. Smiling and nodding when she begins to talk incessantly about her new car or expensive ring. Eventually, she'll run out of ideas and shut down. Uh, Next step, draw the line when it comes to the family. She may want to one-up you every step of the way, which is fine. However, when it comes to your husband and children, draw the line and call her out immediately. Yes, my husband and children, too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, obviously. Consider keeping your children's personal lives to yourself. If she seems to use the kids as leverage, don't share anything personal about your kids. Allow your sister-in-law to talk about hers, but don't share accomplishments or struggles your children may be experiencing. I think I was right by saying this article was geared towards women versus women. I don't think so, dude. Okay. Mm -mm. Yeah, you're right. It, It does seem a little bit stereotypical with what they're saying about, like, 
talking about her new expensive dress and ring until she just tires herself out. Well, uh, what about this? Avoid bragging about your husband's achievements. Okay. <laughs> Another point of con- contention I may be your that. husband. Whether it's her brother or brother-in-law, she may be comparing her spouse to yours. So remove any possibility from the equation. Super easy and simple. Be astute to how she is working your mother-in-law. Oh. oh. Could she be trying to sabotage your image to your mother-in-law? <gasps> or painting you in a negative light? Why? Whether your mother-in-law is her mom or you are both in the daughter-in-law position, make sure she isn't trying to ruin your relationship in an effort to look good in her eyes. Whoa. Why would you care, though? Yeah, that's, it's Well, not... if it's my... If it's your mom... Well, I guess Your not. Mother it's her mother-in-law. In law. Why would, would be that her mom. matter to you? Right? You can't... I mean, if it becomes such a big issue that you need to talk about it, then Wait. talk about it. Okay, yeah. so, like, this would be, like, <clears throat> I'm in a position. Yeah. And you're... This is all hypothetical, yeah. everyone. And don't, like, associate this to... These are just... This is just how I can picture it. If the, if this breeds the moment we get like get more clout underneath us, and you're like, oh, let's make fucking fanfic out of this. Don't. Oh, no. Okay. No. So here's here's my. So your wife is trash talking me mm-hmm. to her mom. Yes. Why would I care? <laughs> what would? Oh yeah, this is your sister. What would have? Yeah. What would what consequences would um, that bring? Just no. drama, I guess. But at the same yeah. time, like unless it blows up into a big stink, like there's really nothing you can do no. about that. You just kind of have to let it. Then you're the one being overbearing, making sure right. no one's shit talking you twenty four seven. She talking trash about me now. It, well, no, it would no that that wasn't a really good example, dude. It would be uh, like not. it would be like if 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 Stephen's wife's sister. Shit talked Stephen to her mom. Okay, okay, I see. That and makes was kind of like sense. tattling at me, like, well, he's doing this, and more like more, uh, more personable. Like, yeah, like, it, it's not necessarily me. It's not it's about like, you. But it's about like yeah. it would be about a closer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Now, see, that makes sense. But at the same time, like, if you're not that confident in yourself as a person, then of course you're going to let that stuff bother you a lot. Yeah. Unless you need to talk about it, like, mm. So this is, it's not for us who's not married that, because she's our sister-in-law. It's about dealing with, it's about dealing with you are married to the person and it is your sister-in-law that you're dealing with. Right. The Mm. the family that you have married into. I think you are gearing it more towards... Me and you, which it doesn't really affect us, right? It's more in the about sense like that you're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. Yeah. Understood. I think we were getting a little sense. bit lost there. I mean, at the same time, though, I think that like, uh, like, okay, if your mother-in-law is so disconnected that she's just gonna be like, ah, yes, everything that this is being said to me is true and factual, and I'm not gonna check this into this at all. If that's the case, then. I mean, kind of sucks for you, I guess, if you're in this position as the as the one who's married into the family. But like, I just wouldn't give it a fucking second thought, honestly. Like, yeah. that's just yeah. that's just a no. waste of your energy. If that if the family is just gonna eat into that, just forget it. Yeah. And like, maybe distance yourself if you can. But oh, goddamn, 
Yeah, you might yeah. be in a sinking boat there. <laughs> uh, step number four. Limit interaction with your sister-in-law. You may not be able to completely avoid her due to family holidays or interaction, but you can spend more time with other family members during gatherings. Focus on the people who enhance your life instead of... It. Yeah, exactly. This is what I was trying to say. There we go. Being bogged down by negatively stemming from your sister-in-law. Turn your attention to forge a positive relationship with other family members. Exactly. Be cordial, but don't get overly personal with your sister-in-law. Never be overly rude, but hold back on being extremely warm or open with your sister-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was actually it. Oh, dang. That was... That was genuinely it. solid advice. Dude, advice I thought the there end. was like more to it. Well, it's but like it's for adults and not. Dude, this one was probably the most solid. Which there was a lot more to it. There are a lot of other like. There's like that. The whole mother-in-law situation is so weird. Yeah, that is a little out there. Yeah, it's just like really pay attention to what's being said to the mother-in-law. Which <laughs> your your like self-image is what matters the most. Yeah, that's just... It, you just keep doing you. If you're not a bad person, then you really don't need to worry about it. Yeah. If you are a bad person... Then you probably I do would, need to worry I about it. I would worry about that on your own terms. Well, and then, like, if you're a bad person and you're worried about people painting, painting you in, like, a negative light, you should probably change some shit in your life so you're actually not worried about that. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm so fucking tired right now. Maybe... It's great. Maybe this is, like, a part two thing. Like, the first one's, like, bad part. The second one is, this is the adult time. Yeah. What? Uh, what? What does that mean? No, the first... The, I'm what saying in a very stupid way, the wiki how is... The first part is really bad advice. The uh, second yes. part is, like, is the really right, mature adult gonna, solution. Now we're gonna, like, adult. Oh, the second yeah. one is really good. The first one was terrible advice. The second part was really good. I thought you were saying he needed to make this into a two-part. No, I, th- no, 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 I no, also no. thought that's what you were saying. Sorry, that's like, not what oh, I meant that's, at all. I don't think so. Uh, I think that, honestly, if your sister-in-law is giving you that much trouble, glean enlightenment from my other WikiHow article reads and maybe cast a hex yeah. spell... Okay. Set up a circle, Learn the witchcraft circle, and, wand. like, curse her. Um, yeah, um, use your wand, which penis. Yep. You know. I, I was uh, actually didn't want to go there. Yeah, but, like, yeah, you just do stuff like that and just, like, ruin her life. Voodoo dolls. That would be a fun one to do next. <laughs> a yeah. little voodoo doll action. I don't know if I want to get into the various aspects of <laughs> satanic. I just yeah, break no. down Wiccan religion Dude, on the Wiki Hour article. Let's let's keep no, delving into the more sketchy sides of things. Absolutely, why don't we? yeah. <laughs> Next, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to summon real demons in Dungeons and Dragons. Let's not, you know, do that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. I was thinking about it. How like how cool that would be if we summoned a real demon. Really. In the studio, yeah. I wouldn't. Okay. Dude. If this article says anything, the real demon would just be my sister-in-law. Alright, dude, the eye drops are going in. I'm fine, dude. I'm fine. What the fuck are you talking about? That wasn't as funny as usual. It's affecting you. (laughs) Guys, please! Guys, you need the eye eye drops, dude. It wasn't funny. The joke didn't hit. You need eye drops. Alright, who's next? Wait, wait. what? Uh, Yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. Dude, you Ad break. No. No. Rating. Oh What's the most important part of your Guys, segment? I actually am having an allergic reaction right now. It's affecting my brain. I, I drops. Feel it. I drops, dude. I, it's not going to help. Yes, I it drops. will. I'm going to die. So on a scale of one to five stars, what would you guys rate this one? Three. I'd say a good four. 
Oh, wow, dude. That's the highest Judah rating we've gotten on the segment. Yeah. Yeah. And then you gave it a three? Three. It was good. It was yeah. informative. Why just a three, though? Because uh, the first part was terrible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. The first part was actually not sound advice. The second part was great, though. It was a surprisingly mature like yeah. response Well, there. the first one was good, too, which is just like, hey, don't play into it. That one's yeah. a really good one. You know, but you also... Have to, like... and then, but then with the mom one, that one was weird. That's why. So the, the middle is basically... You're basically saying, I really liked the bread of this sandwich. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the spoiled meat in the middle, though, but the bread was really tasty. I really liked the uh, idea of where they were going with this, but in the end, no dice. I think it's time for a little ad break, guys. Your turn. Music. Hey. Have you ever wanted to see um, what is behind the scenes of this here podcast? You don't know really what we look like. You just know what we sound like. And what we sound like is very similar. Now, let me tell you something. We also look very similar because we are three biological brothers. Not true. Let me get to the chase. Here's the thing. You ready? We have an Instagram. Um... You should go check us out on said Instagram at T-B-O-B. That is T-B-O-B cast to Bobcast on Instagram. And we post all sorts of little fun little stuff behind the scenes. You get to see pictures of what we talk about and little snippets of stuff you don't get to see on the podcast. Or should I say here? (laughs) Now enjoy your show. We'll be right back after this message that just happened, so we're right back now. I don't know who, Whoa! I don't know who was just talking just now, but they did not know how to fucking do an ad read. Yeah, I don't know who that was, dude. He just kind of, like, fucking walked into the studio. Did you see that he took a shit in the floor as he walked out? Yeah. He just pulled his pants Popped down squat. and fucking shit in the floor, dude. I... I actually think that might have been Ron Perlman. Who? Ron Perlman, dude. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know, but I've got to look it <laughs> You just said, fuck, it, dude, I actually I guess, think that's the actor for uh, the original Hellboy in The Voice of Slade. I guess that the dude who did that was Ron Perlman. That okay. was Ron Yeah, Perlman. dude, Ron Perlman. Yeah. I don't American know actor. why Ron Perlman walked into our studio. His TV show. Regardless. Yeah, Hellboy. It's the actor for Hellboy, oh, the original okay. Hellboy. Regardless, it is Steven's topic now. No <laughs> way, dude. You're right. Hey, everybody. Hey. hey. Welcome to my topic. This is Steven speaking here, and we are going to be talking about Spider-Man. Oh, And yay. I'm not going to be... Okay, so, last night, I watched the new Spider-Man Into the, Multi, uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie. I'm not going to go into that. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It's still out in theaters. I'm not a dick. But I will give a general synopsis of it's 10 out of 10. It's just as good as the first movie. And they actually honed the animation better. And I loved the character development and character arcs in it. It was a really good movie. I recommend uh, that anyone who likes Spider-Man and Miles Morales Spider-Man, give it a watch. It's so good. Okay. So, which brought on, I was thinking about going to see the movie. 
and I uh, kind of was mulling over it, and I kind of want to, all three of us brothers, and I'm going to start, discuss about from Tobey Maguire's first Spider-Man movie to the current Spider-Man Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse movie. I want us to discuss uh, what our top three or top, top I'm going to say top two favorite Spider-Man movies are and why. Okay. And why? And we're not going to dump on, we're not going to take time to shit on why we didn't choose these others. We're just going to go through the list of Spider-Man movies and we're going to kind of talk about and reason why we choose these two or three movies over the rest of them and why they were so good. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to start uh, with the Spider-Man movies. I'm going to list through. So there was, um, of course, there's the Tobey Maguire trilogy. Mm-hmm. You've got the two Andrew Garfield movies, yep. and then you've got the Tom Holland trilogies, and yes. then you have the Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. If I'm missing something, I'm sorry, Spider-Man fans. Wait, wait, Tom Holland has a, there's a trilogy? What's the trilogy? Far From, uh... No, it was um, Homecoming, Far From Home, and then No Way Home. What was Far From Home? Mysterio. What then? What was No Way Home? No Way Home was when Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right, dude. Yeah. For some reason, I was like blending all those I'll... movies together in my head. Yeah, I guess we really. I just really want to go through a ranking system I, right now for, for top three. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah I, I'll, your, start. I'll start. I'll start. I've got mine. Okay, might be similar to yours. So. I'll go ahead and just quickly. I'm not going to dump on them, but I'm going to quickly shuffle them out. I bottom of my list will be definitely Spider-Man Three with Tobey Maguire's universe. Um, with the Venom, yes, I, uh, I that agree. wasn't Venom. I agree. So that makes it to the bottom list. I oh, also, we're ranking them. I thought we were saying our top three. We are, we are, we are, and I'm sifting them. I'm sifting them out. Really, my top three would probably be. I'm gonna say Spider-Man into the uh, Spider-Man. Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse, the first one. Spider-Man into the Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man into Spider-Man. What's the first one called again? Uh, uh, fucking... What was the first one called? Into, was... the, into the Multiverse? Spider-Verse. What was the first shit? Miles Morales... Spider-Man... Into the Spider Verse. Okay, it is the new the one is across the Spider Verse. Oh, ac- oh, okay. So Spider Man into the Spider Verse, Miles Morales. I really watching that movie in theaters for the first time. It had such a fresh spin and yeah. take, art style, theme, character. It all was so well written, super unique. Yes, it wasn't to be different just to be just because Sony could do it. Yeah. They did it in a way where they broke ground on animatics and, and just the style all around creating that put or bringing that Miles Morales character into this animatic film, which by the way, I love the animation too. It is so fucking good. Yeah. And the story is so moving. The characters are really unique. I just loved it. I loved watching in theaters. That's going to be in my top three, a hundred percent. Well, what would you what would you put it as? Like one, one two, two or, three. or three? Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Hold on. 
Let me list off my three, and then I'll try to yeah, organize then it. then organize it. I will say, um, as much as I liked No Way Home and Far From Home, I am still going to put Homecoming above it, because it was a good introduction for Spider-Man's character. There was no yeah. origin story. <laughs> they still just kept going from where, they're introdu- where they introduced him in Civil War. It was just his own thing. I disagree. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I like it because it was still him trying to figure out how he was going to be like Spider-Man the entire time. Also, Michael Keaton was fantastic as the Vulture. I agree. And yeah. I I am just going to put that one over it. Well, I haven't watched it in a while either, so I could be just like remembering it wrong. I, I like all three of them equally. No Way Home could have been better. I'm sorry. Yeah. It could have been better. It, it was kind of weak. It 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 was fan service. What was No Way Home with Spider Andrew Garfield? That and was Tommy the Wire. last one. Wait, no, uh, uh-uh, I disagree completely. Really? Yeah, I thought you were talking about the second Spider-Man movie with Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. I, do, yeah, I, liked I didn't. The second one. It was it, it it was good. I don't know. He felt rushed. Felt a little bit like a filler for sure. Okay, yeah. all right, I'll take it. You know what? You're right. No, more, wait, this is your list, dude. So Into the Spider Verse for sure. Um. Damn it, dude. I just don't think Andrew Garfield's movie's making to, into my top three at all. Really? Mm. Dude, the second one was bad. Let's just be honest. The second one was the bad. The story wasn't good. The story wasn't good. Andrew Garfield is great as Spider-Man. He's not a good I'll, Peter I'll go next with my with my list. Okay. I lo- okay, so... After you get yours done. Spider-Verse? The first one or the second one? First one. The first really? Spider-Verse movie. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rank the newest movie in here. Why? You watched it. I did, but you guys haven't. And you also, you can still, still rank it, dude. It's your ranking. True. Yeah. I, I'm like, I don't have any. If you thought it was better than the first one, then go for it. It was equally as good. Okay. I'm not but gonna which say... one did you like better story wise? Uh, it, it is all one story, so I'm gonna just say the first one. It's okay. connected. They they, which is another thing why I liked it. It seamlessly flows into, it's, there's a jump, but also it is flow like seamless, seamlessly flowing into the story. Yeah, it's not just a second movie. It is a continuation of the story. Right. Um. So I'm just gonna put the first one out there. Damn, dude. Now I have to really think about this shit. Because Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was kind of out of my league and out of my universe. Okay. Out Although, of your league? At, not out of my league, but it was out of our... Our time? Time. Kind of. really. So, you know what? Let me think about it, and I'm going to let you give me your list, because right. I kind of hit a bump. I've got my list right here. Yeah. Um. First up... I think the third Spider-Man movie of Tom Holland was the best fucking Spider-Man movie ever. Like, okay. I don't. It, it wasn't just like, oh, we're gonna throw Spider-Man together. It was. It was really well done with how they did it. It was. I didn't. I mean, you knew Aunt May was gonna die. If you haven't watched this movie, you're kind of behind. It's been out for a couple of years. I. I'm not really spoiling anything on. Uh, yeah, it's been it's out. True. No. Multiple. No way home. Um, yeah. It was really good. Introduced the multiverse. Even though Marvel is completely fumbling the fucking ball after this movie, I think this was the last best movie that mm. Marvel has made. Yeah. Like this was before they sloped off. And they really have sloped off after they made this movie. But it was just, it was really well done. Tearjerker, beautifully made. The action was good. And then, um, I have to say, second would probably be the first Andrew Garfield movie for me. 
Okay. It was just right. it was it was a different take. It you look back at it and it's almost like a time capsule for the early two thousands and there. it's it's yeah. kinda nostalgic. It's good. They it they weren't really trying to I don't know. It it was just really well done and I really like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. I'm not shitting on Tobey Maguire movies, but I just I watched them all recently and they're kind of just, you know, cheesy, corny and he looks like he's 30 but they did a good job yeah. with introducing him back i think i liked i liked him better in uh far from home because it was more of a like an older mature yeah it was yeah. a really good depiction of that peter parker and they were able to yeah. pull it off really well and he kind of redeemed himself in that and like it, it wasn't bad but i also think that um you know, it could have been done better, and I I really hope that they make another movie with him because that's what they're planning on doing. Um, oh yeah, that's cool. right. Yeah, and plus then, he's more of a seasoned <clears throat> actor at this point. And then Andrew Garfield, um, I think they should they should have a third movie for him because they got a third movie for every other Spider-Man mm. except for him. Yeah, and they kind of ended it on a bad note for his second movie because it was the first one was so good, and then there was just a drop off. I thought After it was that. weird that his dad showed up at the end of the second movie. I was like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. I think that's a bad play. I forgot that was the thing. And then yeah. for the third one would probably be multiverse. The the I just thought it was I thought it was cool. Even though it's not a live action movie, it still was equally up there with them. Yes. I, I with agree. Voice acting and style and storyline. It was just really good. So that's my list. You know what? That will be my list, too, just because I agree. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm yeah. serious. I agree on all those points. They gave redeeming qualities to Tobey Maguire's characters that really, like, you know, they took away the corniness instead of there's a mature Peter Parker, which also Tobey Maguire was, like, a really younger actor, I think, at the time in the original movies, and that yeah. was also that era of, like, X-Men. So all these superhero movies were just now blooming, and they were all corny as fuck. Yeah. Because they are like, what if we did it just like the comics, Dude, but in the movie? There was this golden age <laughs> between when they first started, like, Marvel first started with, like, Iron Man, Captain America, where it was kind of cheesy, and they, they were just kind of trying to go with a comic booky style, and then they found a style... Where it wasn't too realistic, and you know, like Marvel had this good thing going until they got to the end of their um, their rope after Endgame and stuff like that, and into their new thing, they were going, 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 and then dropped it. Like it's almost like there was this like gold. It's like a golden age for the movies, and now they they were kind of eh starting off, and now they're kind of just ugh now. Yeah, you know, it's just that's that's kind of how it is. There was like a golden age with it. And, and I agree. Tobey Maguire, unfortunately, started at the beginning where it was just kind of like uh, they didn't know what they were really doing with superheroes at the time. Can I can I say my yeah, list? Yeah, Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will say the, maybe the second Andrew Garfield movie wasn't the greatest. However, I think it does get a lot of unnecessary shit. I okay. liked it. Is you really? It's a tearjerker yep. for sure. Because, like, dude, if you take away, like, the kind of cheesy – of the Electro story, like, as, as, like, the pushing point, like, it's a really good, it's good, it's solid, I like it, I mean, you know, solid enough. Yeah. And okay. especially at the end when Gwen, and see, that's why, like, yes. you miss yeah. that, you miss that, that moment, was, that ending with yeah. Spider-Man and Gwen, it's like, you know. It's because know, it was so rushed, but that's, that's why I put, that's why I put, um, No Way Home at the top is because they touched on that. 
Yeah. Because they they brought it back but redeemed him and like For sure. and that's why I cried like a fucking baby at that moment where he actually saved like MJ. Yeah. Yeah, I mm, let's think. Go for it. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to. You know, yeah. I don't think I really did. I did like the No Way Home. I don't think I would put it in a list though. Maybe a third. I would maybe put it as the third, my third favorite. Okay. Because I didn't like the, I don't know. There was just a lot of stuff that they had to like work around to get to get the story to work in their world that they had crafted. In that aspect, them trying to like they really tried to push. I don't know. Instead of just making a story, they were like, "Well, how do we make this fit in this very specific pocket of time that we have created?" And that made it a little weird with some stuff, like the whole Doctor Strange aspect of it all felt a little off. I mean... Especially his his outwitting of Doctor Strange with math. I didn't like that. I thought that was really, like... It, that was actually very possible to happen. I just... I didn't like it. But okay. that that was just third. I'll put that as third. Really okay. good. Uh, there were parts of it that I liked. But I, as, I, I don't know. So third, I would say my second favorite would be the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I think that was fucking awesome. Uh, great movie. First favorite would probably be the first Andrew Garfield one. Yeah. Okay. And that's it might right. just be due to nostalgia that it's my favorite. Yeah. But dude, it just hit like that was Andrew Garfield, especially the first one, was my Spider Man. Yeah. You know? That I it's and it probably is just nostalgia. If I were to rewatch it now, the first one, I would be like, Oh, what is this? Would start probably still hold up though. Yeah, but like you know, you know I, I mean, it may not be what I'm putting it up to be now as first of out of every Spider-Man movie, the my favorite one. I think, but I think it is. You know, what? I think Tom Holland is a good Spider-Man, but he's not my favorite Spider-Man. I disagree. I don't know, I, man. I just I think he plays an um, an amazing Spider-Man, but like. Dude, I don't know. I might just, like, hate big-budget movies. Yeah. I might just hate big-budget movies. Here's my thing, and Tom Holland will be my favorite, mainly because my issue was... my. I think Tom Holland as a whole made the younger Spider-Man work really well. For sure. He was super smart, but he was also super awkward and geeky at the same time. Yeah. Like, his social... He actually had visible problems with social skills yeah. with a lot of people. Yeah. And then he had that quick, witty kind of intellectual humor, like fighting villains and everything. Yeah. That's one thing I think was lacking in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was he was a funny Spider-Man, but he was a really cool Peter Parker. He no, was a little... He was I kinda, awkward I kind of liked it. No, but he was awkward as fuck, but he was oh. also kind of like cool... 2000s kind of spider like late 2000s yeah. kind of mid 2000s kind of spider-man he was yeah. good and then you had toby Maguire, who is a really good peter parker but for know. some just, reason as spider-man i think i just think that like those movies they were they were good first movies but not my favorite in anything yeah like and, yes. and i respect people who like the the Tobey Maguire movies uh, for the Spider-Man, but just I just don't think they make it in any kind of big 
I, I don't know. I just... Uh. I know the second one was everyone's favorite a lot, main, but that's only because of Doc Ock, really. And to be yeah, fair, the, yeah, dude was a, yeah. the dude's a great Doc Ock. Yeah. Like, fantastic. And when he came back and, like, they actually made him, like, a good... Like, had a redeeming arc for him in No Way Home, I, I thought did. that was fucking awesome. I thought that was cool. That was... Because it... It was touching, you know, to actually see that he was always deep down a good person. He was just, like, out of his mind, basically. Well, he was, and that was, like, the whole thing, is that the the, the arms that he created for himself, like, poisoned his brain. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. It was yeah. good stories. Yeah. But honestly, I think we kind of have the same list, just in different ways. Yeah, a little here. bit of different different tweaks on it, but it's basically the same. I put Spider Verse at number one, No Way Home, and then the first Amazing Spider Man at the bottom for me. I say three, three. No No Way Home, first Amazing Spider Man, and then Into the Spider Verse. I like the Spider Man video game. Uh. Actually, that one is really good. Yeah, yeah, I have both they're of all, them. Dude, have you guys seen that new one coming out? Dude, looks <laughs> so dude Peter Parker has the symbiote suit. Too yes. bad it's a PS5 exclusive. There's no <sighs> way in any capacity that I'm getting a PS5 in the next dude, five years. Dude, I know. It's, it's gonna too be, expensive. It might be, a, honestly, the, the correct title is probably Miles Morales versus Spider-Man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it's looking like. <laughs> dude, but it looks like you can play as Peter Parker with the symbiote, though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, look fucking dope. Hey guys, that was a cool topic. It is my topic now, um, dude. It is. It's been a long day, um, but you know, I feel like Stephen, you brought up Sergeant Stubby before, right? Who the fuck is Sergeant what? Stubby? Sergeant Stubby, the dog. What? Wait a minute, Sergeant Stubby. <gasps> oh yeah, I think I actually brought Sorry, him up. Look at I think I brought board. him up in our World War II school project yeah. before. Oh yeah, There's, yeah. Oh my god, I feel like I feel like we've mentioned him on the podcast before. I think we have, I don't um, remember. but we've talked about. I think we've talked about Sergeant Stubby. He was a dog. This is just like a kind of little intro oh, with so what I'm going to be talking weird. about today. Um, there's, there's dog in World War II. He was the official mascot of the 102nd Infantry Regiment for the U.S. Stubby was found on a ship after a young soldier had stowed him away. The brave pup was assigned to the 26th Yankee Division during World War I and saved lives. His sharp ears and nose not only allowed him to find injured men on the battlefields, but also detect and alert to mustard gas mustard gas attack. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, this ability once saved an entire company when Stubby alerted them to put on their gas masks. Allegedly, the small dog once caught a German soldier by his trousers and managed to hold him until the American soldiers found him. Um, <laughs> Stubby is likely the most decorated war dog and the only one to be nominated and then promoted to sergeant. Oh. Dude, He that's served for adorable. 18 months in total, taking part in 17 battles on the Western Front. Wow. Dude, we, over a year? Yeah. And I was cuz I I'm saying this cuz I found a I found what I think is one of the best war animals. And today we're can you not I'm not um <laughs> what we're talking about today is like war animals and another one that I thought was like a cool one was Cher Ami, which is dear friend, and it's a pigeon. Um, oh. Cher Ami, which translates to dear friend, was a homing pigeon donated by the UK to the US Army in World War One as they fought in France. A group over 500 
A group of over 550 men were trapped in a depression on the side of a hill behind enemy lines without food or water. They were surrounded by German troops. Their fellow men also did not know their location and were accidentally attacking them. Oh, dude. The men's number began to decrease as they were killed or injured. Two pigeons... Uh, two pigeons sent with messages were quickly shot down. Cher Ami was one of the last to be released. She successfully successfully delivered the message, but was shot as she flew back to the soldiers. Despite this, she returned to them on, and her successful delivery stopped the friendly fire. She was awarded by several medals for saving the men, and U.S. medics were so grateful that they carved her a new leg after she lost it during the event. Oh, wow. Dude. And that brings us to Wojtek, which is... The bear? Yes. Yes, dude. I love the fucking bear. What? Wojtek is a Slavic name, meaning a warrior to whom combat brings joy. Oh, my Um, God. And this is the story of Wojtek, the bear. Um, Good God. Wojtek, in English, sometimes phonetically spelled... Sorry, I don't know. It's it's spelled W O J T E K, but I had to look up how it was spelled yeah. and it like how it was pronounced in English Wojtek. and it's Wojtek. Wojtek was a Syrian brown bear uh, bought as a cub at a railway station in Hamad Hamadan Hamadan Iran by Polish two corps soldiers who had been evacuated from the Soviet Union. In order to provide for his rations and transportation, he was eventually enlisted officially as a soldier with the rank of private and was sub- subsequently subsequently promoted to corporal. Dude. Ow. Um, this was in uh, World War II, by the way. He accompanied the bulk of the two corps to Italy, serving with the 22nd Artillery Supply Company. During the Battle of Monte... Monte... Casino in Italy in 1944, Wojtek helped move crates of ammunition and became a celebrity with visiting Allied generals and statement. After the war, he was mustered out of the Polish army and lived out the rest of his life in the Edinburgh Zoo in Scotland. Oh. Uh, during his life, this is, I'm reading off of Wikipedia, um, but in the spring of 1942, the newly formed Anders' army left the Soviet Union for Iran, accompanied by thousands of Polish civilians who had been deported to the Soviet Union followed, following the 1939 Soviet invasion to eastern Poland. At a railroad station in Hamadan, Iran, on April 8th, Polish soldiers encountered a young Iranian boy who had found a bear cub whose mother had been shot by hunters. One of the civilian refugees in their midst, 18-year-old Iranian Inca, um, I can't pronounce that last name. The great niece of General, whatever his name is, we'll call him Boleslaw. Dude, Boleslaw. Goddamn. Was very taken with the cub. She prompted Lieutenant Antonal, whatever his name is, to buy the young bear, which spent the next three months in Polish refugee camp established near Teren. But like he he was a I remember I did research on this guy a little bit yeah and he was just like he would just fucking move big old bags of ammo he would carry yeah. ammo for the troops and shit hmm. yeah 
Um, it says Wojtek initially had problems swallowing and was fed condensed milk from an old vodka bottle. <laughs> he, was sub- wow. he was subsequently given fruit, marmalade, honey, and syrup and was often rewarded with beer, which became his favorite drink. Oh my he God, later it's... also enjoyed smoking or eating yes, cigar- dude, cigarettes smoke. as well as drinking coffee in the mornings. He also slept with the other, other soldiers if yes. they were ever cold at night. Yes, dude. He enjoyed wrestling with the soldiers and was taught to salute when greeted. Oh, he became oh an God. attraction to, for the soldiers and civilians alike and soon became an unofficial mascot to all the units stationed nearby. With the 22nd Company, he moved to Iraq and then through Syria, Palestine, and Egypt. Wojtek copied the other soldiers, drinking beer, smoking, and even marching alongside them with his hind legs because he saw them do it. Wojtek had his own caregiver assigned to look after him. The cub grew up while on campaign, and by the time of the Battle of Monte Cassino, he weighed um, 90 kilograms, which is 200 pounds. From Egypt, the Polish corps were reassigned to fight alongside the the British Eighth Army in the Italian campaign. Uh, regulations for the British transport ships, which was to carry them to Italy, forbade mascot and pet animals. To get around this restriction, Wojtek was officially drafted into the Polish army as a private oh and enli- enlisted among the soldiers of the 22nd Artillery <laughs> Supply Company. Um, oh. He had two assigned caregivers. Um, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So he would he would carry crates and mimic soldiers when he saw them lifting crates and he carried boxes that normally required four men which he could stack onto a truck or other ammunition boxes Um, he was then after this he was uh, promoted to the rank of corporal Um, (laughs) and the recognition of Wojtek's popularity a depiction of a bear carrying an artillery shell was adopted as the official emblem of the 22nd company and we can have a pair. Yes. We can have a picture Aww. of the emblem, which is right there. It's cute. He's carrying a, a bomb, and that's Wojtek. We can also Aww. have him as a show him as a younger wrestling with the people, Aww. and him getting treats. It's so cute. Um, just send, just send me the photos. Yeah. And this was a brown bear, right? Yeah, it's a Russian brown bear. Dude, wow, that's fucking nuts. Those Sorry, a Syrian like, Syrian brown bear. Those bears get really big. Um. After the end yeah. of World War II in 1945, Wojtek was transported to Scotland with the rest of the 22nd uh, Company. They were stationed in Winfield Airfield on Sunwick Farm near the village of Hutton, Scottish borders. Wojtek soon became popular among the local civili- civilians and press, and the Polish-Scottish Association made him an honorary member. Following the demobilization on the 15th of November of 1947, Wojtek was given to the zoo where he spent the rest of his life, often visited by journalists and former Polish soldiers, some of whom tossed cigarettes for him to eat, oh. as he did during his time in the army. He still happily responded to being spoken to in Polish, recognizing many oh. of his former units. Media attention contributed to contributed to Wojtek's popularity. He was a frequent guest on BBC Television's Blue Peter program for children. Wojtek died in December of 1963 at the age of 21, weighing Aww. nearly 500 kilograms, which is 1,100 pounds. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and was over 1.8 meters, which is five inches and five feet and 11 inches tall. Dude, yeah, I wow. thought that they got pretty big. He was a huge boy. He, he lived to be 21. He, he lived a, a good life. Oh, yeah. But that's oh. the story of Wojtek, the Such army a good boy. boy. That's so sweet. Yeah. 
Oh, I think that's a good way to I end it. I love that. That's one of awesome. The, one of the uh, story. This isn't about animals, but like just interesting things. When I was studying World War One and World War Two, um, the you know obviously that bear was one of them, and another one that stuck out to me of just interesting characters. There was this guy who refused to use a gun, and wielded a claymore. Oh yeah, on the field and had like. He, I don't think he ever got shot, and he had, like, 11 or 13 confirmed kills. Yeah. And then who knows how many, like, This injured. was during World War II, right? Yes. Dude, Jeez. this guy was, like, a monster. He would just fucking take people out with a claymore. Yeah. In in the middle of World War II, like, heavy artillery shit. Jeez, that's, that's uh... Yeah. There was another guy who ran, uh, like... Man, what it he had to deliver a letter across a battlefield. The only way to get this note to one person was to run across a battlefield that was like lined up with, with soldiers shooting and he didn't get shot one time and like cleared the field. I think I've heard I that. think I remember. It was like a minefield too, dude. It was just like a complete death trap and the dude made it unharmed. Yeah. There, there are many incredible things someone can do with uh, adrenaline and seriously, yeah. It's like it changes how you operate, dude. Yeah. It turns you into a like a superhero. Yeah. Well, dude, this is this has been a great podcast episode. Kind of, yeah. we've been we've all oh, been tired, and it's sorry. just we've been, been all over know, the place. It's just what happens whenever we yeah. record late. Yeah, we we're recording yeah, a little bit late, but you know. Well, hey, everybody, thank you for listening to Three Brothers One Brain Cell, episode forty three. <sighs> If you like what you heard, you can give us a like, uh, rate us on Spotify and iTunes. I actually don't know how iTunes works, but you can check us out on iTunes and then Mm -hmm. Amazon Music and then, of course, on Instagram. But we already did an ad for that, so we don't have to do that again. No. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. See you guys later. Okay, bye. Goodbye now.